0: Hello, and welcome back to episode 18 of Kyber Loves Movies. It is February, and I am once again joined by my good friend Tracy Riker Sneed. How are you doing?
1: Doing good. How are you doing? I'm
0: doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, It's been a good couple of days. Uh, I did something new for the show and gave us each an assignment of what movies to watch. Uh, So... I am coming off some, some movies that I've never seen before, some that I have seen before. Uh, and it's your job, at least for this first part of the show, to guess how these movies are connected. Because I, oh. I, I picked these specific movies for a specific reason. And I want you to, as over the course of our discussion, I want you to try to figure out why. They're connected Mm -hmm. So um, Let's start with one that I know we've both seen And one that I think is is fresh in your mind Um, The The Disney classic One of the first Disney movies ever made Uh, The -hmm. year is escaping me But I'll, I'll get that in a second But The first movie that I had us both watch Is Disney's Sleeping Beauty now, uh, I have one question. Uh, I have I want I have one question to start uh, start us off. Have you seen this movie before uh, this week? No. Okay.
1: No. I did see Maleficent and um, the sequel before this movie, though, so it was interesting. Though, okay. To see those two and enjoy them. Yeah. But not really have the context and then come back and then see Maleficent kind of like in a different light and like see characters that weren't present in the Maleficent films. So that, yeah. was, that was interesting. But. Yeah, no, that's
0: that's something that I can't say because I haven't seen either Maleficent movie, movies and I am not completely sure if I've seen all of Sleeping Beauty until this week. I... I mean, a lot of parts sounded familiar or seemed familiar, but if I had seen it, it was when I was a baby, when I was a little kid. Uh, I have certainly not seen it within the last ten, fifteen years. So it was really, it was really enlightening, I would say, to revisit this movie. Um, and the year on that was 1959. Wow, that's, that's a old. Movie. My God. That is an <laughs> old movie. Yeah, sixty three, I believe, years, sixty four. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. Older than both my parents.
1: Same. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah.
0: One one thing I will say, it's it kind of it kind of like stands up visu- Like, I think the visuals look pretty good. No, you're right. I was um, surprised.
1: Yeah, you, that. <laughs> The the visuals were surprisingly crisp for like there's been movies that have been made more recently that have not been as crisp um, as that film, so
0: like some of the transitions that they were making were really cool and like uh, I'll get I'll get I'll get into it like when we talk about it more in depth but near the end there's a lot of visuals that just work very well and I and seemed very seamless and it's a mm-hmm. very interesting style of animation that they used, um, but. Before we, before I start getting into it, I want to hear your thoughts. What, 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 what'd you, what'd you think of it?
1: I thought it was, it was very enjoyable. I have to say that like, I, I have not seen a lot of Disney princess movies. So I kind of fell into the trope of, oh, like, <laughs> like this isn't like really going to be an enjoyable film. Um, but it was really, it was was really good. I really liked the story, um, like Aurora, like, like, we like, obviously don't get to see like her grow up, really, um, we just kind of see her like, um, when she's a baby, and like, she gets blessed and cursed. Um, and then we get to see her um, on her birthday, um, and her like have a wild, um, like a, a wild ride. Um, I guess. And so I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I, I loved, like, the three, I don't remember, like, I should know their names, but, like, the, um, the three little fairies, like, I loved, like, seeing, like, their involvement, and, like, how, I don't know, like, they were forces for good, and Maleficent was kind of, like, this just bitter old witch, um, more or less, um, which, Um, yeah, it was really, it was really interesting. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I didn't feel bored or like, I don't know, like it was a waste of time. It was, it was definitely a good investment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot, there's a lot to get, there's a lot to get in there. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I was surprised. I, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. Thought I would, but possibly for different reasons than you. And I'll I'll get into why. Uh, the Maleficent is pretty one-note villain, uh, kind of la- uh, kind of just oh, you didn't invite me. I'm but it is it, it isn't even that. It's just she's evil and she kind of yeah. just sucks, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: and she just kind of is bitter. I I like that bitter word of like these fairies, flora, fauna, and Merriweather are big. uh, bestowing Aurora or uh, as she's later known Briar Rose and then back to Aurora uh, these gifts of beauty, song and there's Maleficent who you could argue isn't beautiful and doesn't sing I don't think at all in the movie and so Uh she could be very bitter about that Um, I really want to watch those Maleficent movies now to see her as a different kind of more developed and more um, sympathetic character because I think there's a lot. I think I think the Maleficent movies, even though I haven't seen them, I've seen trailers and stuff. I think mm-hmm. that they make Maleficent uh, look better and also just kind of flesh her character out more and even and like give her more complexity as a character. Which I'm all for in storytelling, um, but honestly, compared. <laughs> Compared to Maleficent, or just compared to Maleficent, the three fairies, Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether, are absolute like just tri- like they—they're not good. They're yeah. not good people. They kind of suck. I that like like I I wrote in my notes: fairies suck, and <laughs> and and then like a few a few lines later, f those fairies because like. <laughs> Because there's so many things that they did
1: Mm.
0: that are just not good things. So the biggest example and the biggest crime that they committed... So Maleficent, we view her as evil and messed up and just kind of wicked because she put a curse on Aurora that when she turns 16, she will... uh, for like plot details king and queen give birth to a daughter it's a big celebration the whole the whole common folk show up and uh then on on her birth on her day of birth uh maleficent comes in kind of really awesome that was a really awesome entrance by the way but yeah. she's like hey you didn't invite me i'm evil i'm doing this for evil's sake because i have mm-hmm. some Duty or, or, uh, just that is my purpose in life, I guess. It's kind of sad when you think about it. It's just like, I'm here to be evil. And so right. I'm going to, uh, when your daughter turns 16, uh, she will touch the spindle of a, of a, or like the needle or spindle of a, of a spinning wheel and mm-hmm. die. Just straight yeah. up die. Uh, which, Thankfully, which that's okay, that's bad. I will say that's right. bad. And uh Mary Weather, who is obsessed with blue, um basically uses it. she hadn't bestowed her gift under Aurora yet, just like so like good thing mm. she didn't rush. I, if right. there's if there's a fairy that is uh the most redeemable, I would say it's Meriwether, but just because she she seems like the most, like, logical thinker of the bunch, um, but there are, so, but she waited to give her gift until Maleficent did her thing, and then she, her gift was, it's not, she won't die if this happens, she'll just fall asleep, which mm-hmm. is better, and gives the opportunity to be woken up by True Love's Kiss. Great. Uh-huh. Kind of the, the foreshadowing what actually happens. Um, but later on, so Maleficent ended up causing one person in the world, to in the kingdom, to fall asleep. The fairies' the solution to Aurora <laughs> falling asleep was literally uh-huh. putting everybody t- forcefully to sleep. Yeah. Uh-huh. With no hope of being woken up unless they interfered and saved Philip. But, like, the way things are going, Maleficent was Maleficent's plan was to keep Philip until his old, old age and then uh-huh. let him go off to Aurora, who is apparently not aging in her sleep, but, uh-huh. like, go off to wake her from her slumber. When he's like 80. <laughs> so that means. So that means. For 60 something years. These people are just forcefully. Put to sleep by these malicious fairies. Yeah. And the fairies are the ones who. Ca- like the fairies are the ones who. cause this in the first place. They don't tell Aurora anything. When she right. is going under the. Like she doesn't understand. Who she is or why she is. Or like who, like what her life is, um, and like I feel like names are important here, and like <laughs> a lot of the plot and a lot of the woe of this movie because it could have just been like uh, in the in the early part of it when uh, Aurora and Philip first met. It's like, hi, I'm Briar Rose, and he's like, oh, I'm Philip, and then I don't know if the fairies had told her, hey, I'm Aurora, or like told you, hey, you're a princess. And then she and you're engaged to to Philip, and they meet, and then they fall in love at first sight, and then they meet each other. I it's just stuff like that is fun to. Just while I'm watching it, it's so, it's so, it's a fairy tale. It's 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 like you don't need to get off. It doesn't need to make a lot of this logical sense, or it doesn't need to, and being it's a classic and so i'm not wanting to like harp on it because of this i just think it's funny all these plot like kind of uh things but honestly like for forget about like forget about the forget about the fairy tale aspects of it the fairies suck that's just <laughs> what as i as i kept watching the movie they just are not great they 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 end up doing good things like rescuing philip and bestowing him the power to defeat maleficent or whatever but like i think one takeaway from this is i was just surprised at how much i disliked the fairies while watching it so it's interesting to see here how you like thought they were good and, and interesting um yeah i just i've been i've been like I watched it like three days ago and I've been getting on my chest for like the last three days. I want to talk about how bad these fairies are. And it just kept getting worse for me as the movie went on. Like, I thought this right away, like, oh, why are you, why are you like, you're, you're not giving Aurora like intelligence or logic or just like good traits. You're just focusing on song and beauty. Like, so that was strike one. Strike two was basically like, oh, this plan of hiding her away and not telling her anything because that's the that's the trope of like when there's something bad coming, if you try to avoid it, you end up stumbling right into it. And that's exactly what happened here. And then strike three for me, like the fairies lost all repu- reputability or whatever when they literally just mass. <laughs> it wasn't like, it wasn't just putting everybody to sleep. It was forcibly not talking it over with them first and just be like, Hey, because the alter alternative was being sad that Aurora didn't show or like Aurora didn't return. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, I don't know. That just, uh, so yeah. But overall I think it was really cute, really good, really enjoyable. But, and I loved hating on those fairies because gosh, they are malicious.
1: Oh, I, I think I, I. When you said that Meriwether out of the three was like the most logical, I agree. I feel like she's like the most relatable. Um, she's also like, the
0: youngest, I think, because the I other two know. the other two had like gray hair and she had like... no. Yo, you're hair. right
1: no yes i i noticed that but i did not connect the dots that she would be the youngest that's that's a really good um that's a really good point um yeah it felt like she was just getting dragged along at certain points um but she was also the feistiest one i feel like i definitely like one like there was a part of me that was like i would just like to see the three of them just like Like, go get into a slugfest with Maleficent. Like, that would just be really enjoyable. They're cowards,
0: though, so they would never do that. They're like, oh, no, Maleficent's too powerful. Which, I mean, you could see the power difference between Maleficent and the fairies. Because the fairies could, like, oh, make the classic furniture move or, like, (laughs) change the color of the dress. Maleficent was out here... (laughs) <laughs> hurling <laughs> bolts hurling <laughs> lightning bolts and like yeah. creating dead like forests out of nothing like yeah. if this is d d terms she's like 20 <laughs> level 20 wizard just like transforming into dragons like oh my mm-hmm. gosh
1: yeah Malexia's I feel like OP I feel like I never saw them like I, I don't feel like we saw them like display like like the full extent of their power it just felt like they were just oh yeah like i don't know like like you said like making like the the broom and like mops clean up or like making the dress um but maleficent was definitely on an entirely different level she was definitely um i, I don't know like yeah she was she was doing a lot um yeah i think definitely putting the town to sleep while i can like understand like the thought process that yeah. they took to get there like that's also just like mm, maybe people have a right to not be forcibly put to sleep um, I, I just think
0: their logic is flawed throughout the whole movie yeah which is when i and i was also just like they are a lot of the movie they are like, Aurora is barely in the movie. Philip <laughs> is barely in the movie. The fairies, like, are the movie. Yeah. And, like, it's just... They're so... Their logic is just so bad. <laughs> they don't think things through, and they don't respect other people. Like, these are, like, basic human... I, don't, I just don't... I don't know how... I don't know. I And for the time, it might have been good, I think. It's just... It was just really interesting watching this like now and just seeing kind of like the various things that that were happening and like, um, but I mean, again it does not speak to the quality of the movie. I just think it's fun to like (laughs) I just had a lot of fun like just with the movie and watching it just like being, oh my gosh these fairies suck Um, and just doing it through that lens.
1: I don't know why I liked the fairies so much, I don't know. It was just it was just like nice to I don't know, like the dynamic between them, it was just interesting to me, I guess. Like, I guess to your point, like them also deceiving the queen and queen, the king and queen at the beginning, like, oh, yeah, we'll just tell them about these three little ladies that like live in the woods. That don't exist but will be the ladies in the woods. And it's just like, okay, that's maybe not great, but also like knowing they're not like I don't know, they're not doing it to to be purposefully evil. Like they're not being intentionally evil. Um at
0: least they told the king and queen. Yeah. I thought for sure when they were talking <laughs> and so this is just the the bad impression that the or the bad first impression that they left on me, but I thought for sure when they were like, "Oh, we'll be three ladies in the words. I thought they were just, <laughs> I thought they were legit just gonna steal Aurora away and not give the king and queen any reason of why their daughter is just missing, their newborn oh, daughter is missing. They um, did, I think, tell them their plan, uh-huh. but like I thought for sure they were just gonna peace out, take the girl. <laughs> and not tell a soul and then magically find her 16 years later. So Mm -hmm. at least they told them, you know?
1: That's that's true. Yeah. 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 um, There's so many, like, I I don't know. I'm thinking about like, like this is unrelated, but like, the titles in the movie was also like really interesting to me um because in my mind like like because they like they call the king and queen like like royal highnesses and like titles are just really interesting to me and then like like excellent like they were calling like maleficent and like the three fairies like your excellencies um and that was that was just really that was just interesting to me because like I understand that it's a Disney movie and it's a cartoon, um, and this might not be really interesting. But like to other people, but like at least like with the British culture, like the the like the king and queen, like the monarch yeah. of like the royal family is called like your Majesty, and then like the prince and princesses are called Royal High, like his or her Royal Highness, and just like seeing how like that title was just applied to the king and queen and like the prince and princess um and then like these wizards like not wizards but like fairy and like maleficent as a witch um like being called your excellencies and like seeing the queen address maleficent in that way your yeah. excellency um it was just i don't know that was that, that was something that like i enjoyed that maybe like. I, I don't know that, like, the people writing, like, Sleeping Beauty, like, yeah. took that much time and, like, effort to think about it. But that was something that, like, I really, I really liked. Because it, if anything, it, it's giving, like, implicit details about the world that this takes place in.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's a big reason why, watch, like, watching this movie really wanted, made me want to watch the other two Maleficent movies to, mm. like, just spend more I guess just to see these characters in a different way and di- a more modern take on them, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, overall I think really good. It's a classic for a reason, um, but man, <laughs> those fairies just suck. I don't know what to. I don't know what else to say. Please get mm-hmm. in the co- like, like, let me know if you disagree. But like, honestly, those fairies should be tried for war crimes. I don't know. <laughs> um, but but great movie. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say on it?
1: I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I think I think you I think you'll really enjoy the um, Maleficent films. Um, yeah, I think
0: I'm, a, I'm excited to check them out and maybe we can uh, catch up or uh, if I get a chance to see them between now between now and the next podcast, then we'll uh, we can maybe discuss those a little bit. Um, yeah. But before we leave Sleeping Beauty, I have one final question for you on this movie. Okay. Uh, red or blue? Mm. I'm going to go with blue. I agree. I okay. agree. Or it might have been pink or blue.
1: I mean, yeah, it was pink or blue. Okay. But... Pink
0: or blue. That's the question. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely blue. Um, I don't know. Merriweather is just... Like, like, we said this earlier, but, like, she's just, like, the most relatable out of the bunch. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Awesome. Well, uh, I truly don't know what movie's next because uh, <laughs> I gave Riker three movies to, uh, and myself, three movies to watch or rewatch watch in case we've seen them, uh, seen them before. Uh, and... He told me right before we started that he had only seen two of the movies. Uh, one of them being Sleeping Beauty uh, and another mystery one. So, Riker, which movie is next? Which one did you see of the, of the two? I will say,
1: in my defense, it's been a busy week. but um, <clears throat> Totally understandable. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, but I saw The Finest Hour. Okay. That was, that was the other film I saw. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Nah. That one, like, I I should have known. Because, like, I think I had to, like, change my, like, Disney, like, like, what is it, like, account preferences to, like, watch this movie? Because I only, really? like, I had it set to, like, PG-13 <laughs> or something. This movie um, is PG-13, though. Oh, it it oh, is not
0: uh, <laughs> It is not rated R.
1: I, okay, maybe. Maybe you had maybe, it in the
0: PG setting. I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, But I was, like... Like there, there's a moment in this movie. Like the whole movie is like, like it, it tugs at your heartstrings. But like, there's a moment that's just like, gosh, like why did that have to happen? Like I, yeah. I don't know.
0: So, uh, yeah, I'll we'll get into that in a second. So, The Finest Hours, uh, is from 2016, and it is, uh, it stars Chris Pine. And it's basically about uh, these coast guard men who are sent out to uh go on a uh, on a daring rescue mission for an oil tanker that literally split in two and what and uh the crew of this oil tanker was uh in danger of perishing and drowning and the boat sinking so uh ticking clock uh And this is all in the middle of a giant, like, really climactic winter storm that is just creating so many problems with the sea and uh, navigating on the ocean. Uh, I think it's outside of Cape Cod. Um, So, yeah. Uh, So, Casey, uh, one Another actor who is in the movie, Casey Affleck, plays one of the main um, guys on the Oil Tanker. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was good. Uh, but before I get too much into my thoughts, I want to hear what the. Can you give more details? And again, just to remind people, spoilers open, because we both have seen it. Um, but so what is the. What's. What. Can you be more specific about what moment you are talking about in the movie?
1: So as I was thinking, I actually had two moments come up with awesome. that. Or like, um, so the scene when like Miriam is like in the um, I don't even know what it's called. Like the, the Coast main Guard office. office. Thank yeah. you. I don't. Yeah, remember. the main the main office and on the like, base on the on the base. Right. Think on the um on the Coast Guard base and like. I, I'm not sure if it was said like explicitly, but like I'm assuming it's the wife of like a, a co- of a person that died like on a on a boat um, before, and like she had helped Miriam. She rescued Miriam because like Miriam had like crashed her car because of the ice, um, and like she has two boys with her. Um, she like gets her brother to get like Miriam's car out the ditch, and like they go to the base, and like. Every like the excitement's really high because like they have like the boat, um, they have the boat like the like the guys are still out on like on the ocean like trying to like get to the Pendleton. Yeah. Um, and like the the wife starts crying and like Miriam like goes to comfort her and it was like it was a it was like a, a really sad um, scene because you could tell that like like the wife was like reliving like a lot of trauma. Yeah. Um, that like she had been through um but like was still like contributing to like the community i think which like showed a lot of strength on her part yeah um and then the scene that like really got me was when tiny died um oh yeah that like like that wasn't that was a very um that was a very brutal death and it was like like not only like was it a brutal death like i don't remember like the other like the other cook that was with tiny but like i'm like like it was a a pretty young person like tiny says to him he's like because they like they're being rescued they're like scaling down the side of this like this oil tanker in the middle of the storm and tiny's like um like just watch me. Like like if I can do it, you can do it, you'll be right after me. And like yeah. tiny like he dies. And like that was just that that was just really, um I don't know. That was really sobering and just just a really like knowing that it's a true story, but like it's a really good reminder that like all of us are like mortal and like all of us yeah. could die and like our my lives are very fragile, um, and so that was, that was just a really sobering moment because, even though like he had like comforted this person in the like fact that like if I can do it, you can do it, and he ends up not being able to do it, yeah. Um, so that was, that was just, that um, was really sobering.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was just looking at the kid's name, and it was uh, uh, Eldon. uh, Elden. Elden, oh, okay, um, okay, that's yeah. He was he was kind of uh, the his uh, Tiny's apprentice, and he was really, I mean, once really just scared. Like everybody mm-hmm. else was just like, "Oh, get me off this boat!" But El- uh, El- yeah. Elden was just so scared, and so many people were so supportive of him. Uh, Tiny being the most supportive, and who, yeah. Uh, on that note, I thought the death count would be way higher. I thought the body oh, count was low for this movie, which I mm-hmm. I think is a good thing, but like, oh, I thought a lot of more people I thought a lot more people were gonna were gonna die. Um, yeah. Just like mm-hmm. I mean, to name a few, some of the some of the uh, other Coast Guard men on like the main rescue boat, uh, uh-huh. like especially the one like kind of just at the front of the boat when they're like going and on the waves and everything. Like mm-hmm. I thought one of them, there's a, there's a yeah. scene where one of them literally gets like thrown up out of the boat and like slams back mm-hmm. down. I'm like, oh well, he's yeah. dead. I'm like, yeah. oh well, like, he's his body's just there and he's dead. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. uh, Chris Pine's character, uh, Bernie, uh, I think it's Bernie, just uh, mm-hmm. like, you good? And he's like, gets up, yeah. I'm like, what? I been mean, great, but like what? <laughs>
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: um, But, yeah. It, it's a good... There, I mean,
1: yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No,
0: go ahead. There were
1: scenes where, like, that boat was, like, underwater for a significant amount of time. And, like... Like, I, I don't like deep water to begin with, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But, like, in the mid... Like, not in the middle, but, like essentially in the atlantic ocean when you have these pretty high waves and like this boat is like underwater and it's just like i'm good like that's not really something that like seems really like um like that doesn't seem like an attractive um situation like that and like they would like get through it and like keep on keep on chugging and that that was just like wow that's that's brave um Yeah.
0: Something So I The main thing From this movie That I loved That I just could not get enough of Was Chris Pine's performance Because He just Played off like this really like Not like kind of almost shy Guy who Mm. Who is like who definitely, I mean, they, they they mentioned multiple times, like I think it was like rescuing of the Landry or whatever, um, a, a year ago during a storm, just like the one that took place during this movie. And you could just see between the conversations with the fishermen and just the conversations with other Coast Guard men that he was carrying some really big baggage from that. But, and then people were just... The other crew uh, of 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 co- of the Coast Guard guys who went out to a different boat because there was two tankers that split in half, but mm-hmm. the the other group was kind of like making fun of him or whatever. But it just showed, but they so we played that off very well. But he also, but it was also super believable that he was really good at his job and really skilled in that and that was just really cool to see um i love there's there's a, there's so many moments that i that i really liked but one of the moments was when at the beginning when he's dancing uh at this event with Miriam and it's really and he's like teaching her how to dance and then they're dancing and she's just like and they they clearly love each other and she's like do you, uh <laughs> do you want to marry me? and he's like and he's like what what. And she repeats it again. Do you do you want to marry me? Or will will you marry me? I think she says. And I think it's it isn't that he doesn't love her. It isn't that he doesn't want to marry her. I think it's the just the shock of not thinking that, that would be a that that would be a possibility for him. Mm. He just he says no. And I'm like watching it and i know that he still loves her he would Mm -hmm. want to get married but he just based on whatever his personality is or just his like he just in the moment he's just like like no like he just almost (laughs) like jokingly (laughs) says no yeah Mm -hmm. and she's and and then he has to go back out and he's like yeah we could get married like It's just, it's so, it's, I don't know. There's so many times that I just love his interactions with Miriam, uh, -hmm. so much. Um, but I, I just, I, I can't get over it. If there's any other part that like was, it's just everything, everything about that movie, I think really relied on just, oh, Chris Pine was so good in this role is so good. And that was something that I wasn't expecting. I thought it would be a more stoic and more kind of like Mm -hmm. more confident and more like, especially with the subject matter. I thought it would be more like that, but, um, the fact that he was able to portray this kind of shy guy who was really, who's really skilled and does this thing that everybody else says is impossible is just really Mm -hmm. powerful, I think, and really cool to see, um, Another moment. Uh, one other thing before uh, we kind of start maybe moving moving on from this is so in the beginning when uh, Casey Affleck, I think his character's name is Seabird or, or or something like that, his last name. Um, he's like telling he's on he's on the radio with the captain, just like man, we got to slow down. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. Mm-hmm. There's like a little there's like a big gash in the boat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they eventually hit a, uh, a, like a big drop. And you see the ship, like, like kind of sparks fly a little bit. But you don't really see much exterior damage. You just see the gash in the boat rupture and start flooding in. And so they're like, that's our most immediate concern. We have to slow down. We have to slow down. We need the help from the captain. And so they start sending people up. Uh, to go, they send uh, he sends one of his his closest guys up, uh, and you see him running up through the ship, and you're and you're like, oh, what's he gonna tell the captain? He's like, the captain won't understand me because he talks funny or whatever. Um, and that scene when that moment when he goes out and like goes onto the 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 like ladder or the walkway across to the other half of the boat, and he like stumbles. And there is no other half of the boat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was so, I think, well done and just shocking on how... And and just, like, the, ma- the magnitude of that was communicated. And just to mm-hmm. see not only that there was no other half, but to see the other half almost, like, being just tossed around and a- almost, like, mm-hmm. almost come back and hit the other half of the boat. That was mm-hmm. just so shocking and really added to just the magnitude of the whole situation I thought it was really well done I think I think if they had shown like a big like CGI ship like s- fracturing I don't think it would have had the same impact as just them as what they did and so I thought that was a really nice touch uh, and I mean on that note the, the the cool like one of the coolest sequences was when they are trying to. So what's amazing is not only are they still floating on half the boat, but they can still – steer. they they figured out a way to steer the boat at as, as the, as the back half and, like, go and, and direct it towards a certain thing because they need to run it aground to, like, mm-hmm. find a shallow part, hit that so that they have some landmass to be able to sit on, While they're waiting for rescue. Uh, And just the the mechanics and the the idea of that was really cool. But the sequence when they were... The sequence when they were... So when they were trying to know where to go and they have the heading and the speed or whatever, that was a really cool chain and, and telephone like line to be like... And they and they did it in a one shot where it's just like following this chain of people basically saying like the exact thing that needs to be said, nobody's faltering, everybody on their game, but that was a really cool part that I mm-hmm. really enjoyed uh to see. And like the music was swell it was it was a really cool effect. Um and I think I really think this movie for the first two thirds of it was just like nonstop, go, 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 really exhilarating, really really exciting. Um, but I—I I honestly will say the I was kind of disappointed by like the last third of the movie, like after they're rescued, and then they were kind of like, uh, just like kind of sitting on the boat and going. I thought it was a really, I don't know, all the danger had like passed, and it, it was just like, uh, I don't know. I was just kind of I kind of started to lose interest as the movie closed out, but the first like half to two-thirds was really really exciting and, and exhilarating and I, I really enjoyed the heck out of it
1: yeah yeah i think the telephone scene definitely took me back to middle or elementary school when we would like play telephone and like we just realized how unreliable we were as messengers and i think that just <laughs> made it yeah. so much more impressive that these like men are like doing this under this high stress, very dire situation. I thought where... somebody was going to
0: mess up. I thought for sure right. somebody was going to mess up.
1: Right. And, and it's like, you have like this wave coming at you all. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like that was, yeah. Um, I think the scene when, like, Miriam turns on her headlights and, like, the person is like, turn on, like, can't you be your headlights on? Like, that was just such a sweet um, moment. And I think I think one thing, because, like, you asked me at the beginning something that I think, like, runs through these three movies, and I haven't seen Kung Fu Panda 3, but, like, I think...
0: Which, spoiler alert, is the other movie that we were going to talk about, but oh.
1: yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, don't um, be Sorry. But like, I don't think Miriam would have did that if she didn't have hope um, that Weber was gonna make it. Yeah. Um, like, um, she like she like had like, I think like she was so impacted and like just so, cause like like it weighed on her heavily. Like I think heavier than it weighed on anyone else. Yeah. Um, even Weber's friend um, in the movie, like like. I think it was because she had hope, and she like she loved this man, and like, and um, Sleeping Beauty, like, um, like, I think the thing that like motivated like the fairies was like they had hope, and like just like,
0: yeah, like
1: the headlight scene when like they turn on the headlights, like that was such a wonderful scene and like that i like i really i really think they alluded to that at the beginning of the movie because headlight like like they made very like they made sure in the beginning of the movie to like like have shots that like kind of focused on like miriam's car like headlights while she was like near the shore um and like also like like the the lighthouse that they had um on the coast guard base um and so it was it was just a really, um, I think, like, that part just, like, really made it really sweet for yeah. me. Um, it's like, yeah, she loved him and, like, she had hope. Yeah. And so, but um, guess... also, like, uh, go, sorry.
0: Oh, no, go ahead. Finish your
1: thought. No, no I was just going to say, like, also, like, seeing, like, like, the effects of, like, frostbite, like, take, like, placing them in and, like, seeing them, like, get ready to low asleep. And, like, they don't have a compass, so they don't really know yeah. where home is. And, like, the Coast Guard, like, commanding officer on the base is like, well, meet up with the ship five miles away from you in the middle of the ocean instead of coming back. And, it like, the, like, I don't know. Like, there was just a little bit of just, like, um, I, I like, I don't think ignorance is the right word, but maybe like ignorance of like their experience, like of what was going on, and like yeah. seeing Weber, who's like very rural focused, just be like, you know what, no, like turn off the radio. We're going. We're just gonna go where we think land is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I that part I was a little confused at because they all went, cause I I, I thought that they would all use their headlights, right? And they, mm-hmm. all, they all, like, position their cars at the pier or whatever. And so I thought mm-hmm. that was the plan of, like, oh, they won't be able to find us, so we'll use our headlights. Mm-hmm. And then Miriam just kind of, like, turns on her headlights and then goes out to wait. And then the guy's like, everybody, turn on your lights.
1: Turn <laughs> yeah. on your lights,
0: guys. Like, mm-hmm. I thought for sure they would have, like, talked that out before. And so, like, right. the fact that all yeah. the cars are just there without their headlights on and then Miriam turns yeah. them on and then a guy who like has no way to see that she actually turned around her headlights <laughs> it was like yeah. everybody everybody turn on your headlights and then, like mm-hmm. i just thought that was a little confusing or funny but like the meaning was there and so i like that yeah. i like the way of like her i like the thought of like her like leading leading him home and leading yeah. um leading uh just leading the way uh home to back to her i thought that was really powerful and really cool and just the fact like okay they, They got off the boat, but they have no, like the, like Bernie saying, we have no idea where we, I have, I have no idea where we are. (laughs) And he's just like, and he's just thinking to himself, I have no idea where we are. I have no idea how to get back home. And there's a, there's a time there where they're just floating and really hoping that they get closer and closer. And it's, it's just like, and that part was, that part was cool or like powerful. It, It just, it just felt too. I don't think the the I don't think the frostbite part was communicated as well or just like the the mm-hmm. danger that they were still in was very communicated because everybody mm-hmm. was calm and he was just mm-hmm. there was no sense of urgency I mean they're all you could just see that he is physically exhausted and tired mm-hmm. and cold and just not in a great situation but I, I agree with you I liked the like lighting lighting their way home. And I, I don't want to say that I didn't like the last third of it or like that whole part. I just thought compared to the we got to get over this bar, we got to get over this bar. And all the stuff that happens on the ship was just mm-hmm. thrilling, exciting. And and, and it, it didn't it just kind of shifted into, OK, everybody's off the boat, but they're still in this like kind of different danger. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it just it, it I definitely liked the first two thirds of it better. Uh, but, yeah. but yeah,
1: yeah, it so, was, um, yeah, oh, sorry, it was, yeah, I forgot about, like, the emphasis they put on how dangerous the bar is, and, like, even seeing, like, some of the other Coast Guard guys, like, tell Weber, like, hey, like, it's dangerous out there, you could just say you got um, lost. And he's yeah, like, I don't, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, I don't get lost in these waters. Yeah. Um, and like, and like him just like, yeah, just being, re- being really sacrificial. And like, yeah, like seeing like, like when Miriam like comes down to the boat after like they get to shore, um, like, like you can see like, like the exhaustion in him as he like moves to like get out of the boat. Um, and yeah. yeah, it was... Yeah, and it was like I feel like (laughs) I feel like the Trekkie in me like has to like bring this up, but like and like you mentioned like Chris Pine's acting, like it was really interesting to like see this like this character like Chris Pine play this character like having seen him in like Wonder Woman and like like in Star Trek where he's like Captain Kirk and like very like confident and like a very um, yeah just like a very confident um individual and like seeing like this other side and like even seeing like that confidence in like um Chris Pine and his role in Wonder Woman and like the role he plays there and like seeing like him here and like as, as this like very like meek and like humble individual yeah. it was just really I I didn't I didn't realize the aim, the range of acting that he had and he definitely yeah. like he definitely did a really good job with it.
0: I mean, just thinking about, like, other roles, like, I mean, like, Kirk, Steve Trevor, he played Johnny Storm, like, all these, I think, no, that was Chris Evans. No, never mind. Uh, But, like, uh, yeah, that was Chris Evans, my bad. Uh, But, so many Chris's, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Chris Pine, Chris, (laughs) Chris, Chris, Chris. Mm -hmm. Gosh, so many Chris's in the world. Uh, Mm -hmm. But... I, I totally agree. Just the, the, he's charming in all these other roles, but, mm-hmm. but he's kind of shy, unsure of himself, especially mm-hmm. with girls, and that's super, like, yeah. relatable. And no, I loved, this might be one of my favorite Chris Pine performances, just because of how yeah. different and how it subverts expectations of him as an actor. So I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, any any final thoughts? Any other things you want to mention? Um, On the finest hours.
1: I don't. I, I forgot about the beginning of the literally the first scene of the movie where like he's like about to meet Miriam in person for the first time and he's so unsure and like he's yeah. at like his buddy like they're asking like he's like does like my coat look right and like like, like like is everything he like he
0: said should have picked the like, other shirt
1: <laughs> right thank you right like just like literally so and. It's so um, it's so interesting because like he's very meek, but like I think this like depiction and characterization of what it means to be meek yeah. and humble does not like mean being cowardly because being cowardly would like he would have done what like the guys and yeah. like the coast guard of course yes like, yes that's a good point him, yeah like to like don't go out and like to the ocean so like he's a very meek individual but like he's also like very courageous and just willing to die for these people and like he literally says he says like either like we all die or we all live like when like they were they were considering leaving some of the people on the ship um so it was
0: uh, which you could then you could then argue once tiny died they should have just capsized the boat and just all died yeah
1: that was that was such like (laughs) that scene that scene shook me because like he was so like t- tapping like and they they yeah. like they like call him tiny but he's li- like he's literally like like it's it's a um like what what is the word um i i don't even i didn't i didn't even know but like he's a big dude like very reassuring like i'm like uh, like a, like a very like comforting yeah presence i would imagine for like the rest of the crew and like to lose like this, like st- like this stalwart like character or like person like that I imagine, because like, like like cooks like also like are like very like responsible for like the morale of like a ship, and like to lose that person in such a like
0: sudden dramatic and, way.
1: And, yeah, it was right. very
0: sudden as well.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was, and like they were all in like this very vulnerable position, and like that was that just. That was just a really shocking um, part of the movie.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely wasn't expecting that. Um, But yeah, overall, really good, really good story, really exciting movie um, with good performances and a um, just a lot of a lot of really cool messages, themes in it uh, that we could probably talk more and more about. But um, (laughs) I really, I really liked the connection between. That and Sleeping Beauty. Uh, Mm. I really, I really liked you making those connections. Uh, And moving on to our next movie, Uh, we're just drum rolling until until the until the uh, until the reveal of why I selected these three movies. Um, But Kung Fu Panda Three, Kung Fu Panda Three, starring Jack Black. Brian Cranston, as uh, yeah, Brian Cranston, J.K. Simmons, the the whole host of of voices that are that have been in these movies for uh, for the for the past two, including this one, like Lucy Liu, Angelina Jolie, uh, Jackie Chan, Seth Rogen, uh, and Dustin Hoffman. Whole host of people, but uh, Kung Fu Panda 3 is the third movie of the Kung Fu Panda uh trilogy and it is uh focuses on the beloved beloved panda Kung Fu Master Dragon Warrior Poe. First off, before I get too much into it, have you have you seen this movie or have you seen any of the Kung Fu Panda movies?
1: I've seen the first one, I haven't seen the third one, but. I'm not sure about the second.
0: Okay, the second, I, I, the I'm second sorry. one is a tyrannical peacock, basically. Oh
1: no! Okay,
0: okay. Well, I won't get too much into spoilers or discussion then, um, because I don't want to. I don't. Uh, I don't want it to be too one-sided. But I will say there is a, there there is a. Uh, there was a section or a part of the movie near near the end where um, a where a lot of um, a lot of the characters uh, in the movie have to basically um, not specifically have hope or like but just like are in a situation where they need to give help in any way they can and they have hope that um, Poe will be able to defeat whatever evil or whatever villain there is. And so um, going back to your connection between the three uh, of that of Sleeping Beauty, the fairies having hope that uh, things will work out and that um, they put these people to sleep because they have hope that there will be a time when they they can wake these people up and that Aurora will be uh, awaking in and uh, true love's kiss will happen, um, and that even the hope of that true love's kiss will wake Aurora, and that Philip uh, is her true love. Uh, and then, obviously, finest hours. There is uh, Miriam is having hope in Bernie that he will return. These, these, um, these these people, these men, stuck on this boat are hoping that somebody hears them. Somebody will come and rescue them. Um, so it is a good, it is a good attempt and it is a good, uh, attempt at the answer of why these three movies are connected might be a little bit more thought and a little more context on the third one on the third Kung Fu Panda film could give us a little insight into potentially a better connection between these three movies. But, uh, Sadly, that is not the reason why I connected these three movies. Um, so, sorry. so I'm I'm very sorry. You you kind of <laughs> shot yourself in the foot with with not seeing one <laughs> of them. Uh, but yes. I'll give you I'll give you another chance to to think of a, a, a of a of a reason why there is connection between these two movies or three movies. You could say the Disney angle, but Kung Fu Panda Three is DreamWorks and not Disney, so that wouldn't work and a connection between Kung Fu Panda 3 and Finest Hours as they were both released uh, in 2016. Uh, so that could be... But again, 1959, 2016, kind of a big time difference. So that might not be... I don't know. Uh, any 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 final thoughts or you want me to give you the answer?
1: Um, I'm trying to think. Look, I'm not... Um, not the best. Let me see. Um, hmm... Yeah, that's 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 difficult. Yeah. Um, could be
0: characters. It could be a, a whole host of things. But um, at the end of the day, I'll give you. I'll give you a couple more seconds to just blurt something out.
1: True love. I don't know. That's, that's my, my final <laughs> my final answer.
0: <laughs> Again, that's a great, that's a great connector and a great uh, theme between two of these movies. But sadly, there's not much true love in Kung Fu Panda 3. There's not much love for, for Poe. Uh, his only romantic interest or romantic potential in the movie ends up. Falling for a different panda in the movie, so... Friends. uh, Friends. Could be, could be. Uh, I don't think there's much friendship between the... Between the... In in Sleeping Beauty. Could be a friendship between the three fairies. But again, they're more... uh, They seem to be more colleagues than friends. If you know what I mean. So again. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So moral of the story is watch all do your homework kids and watch all the movies that you are assigned and you might get the right answer but these three movies although they were released on in different years were all released on January 29th of the oh, year that yeah. they were released and
1: Oh. I specifically
0: picked the 29th because uh, as some listeners might know, that is my birthday. Uh, yes. It was this past Sunday and I thought it'd be fun to see what movies came out on the 29th. And honestly, it's not a lot because before because before the 80s or 70s, there were not a lot of movies released. Uh, and trying to find one that was specifically on because you got to find specifically a Friday that the that the 29th falls on which happens about um, every five or six years uh, potentially longer because of leap year uh, basically like every six years it kind of like rotates down onto the Friday uh, or back onto the Friday or maybe every seven years uh, To the, anyways um, so there was a there's not a, a large amount of movies that were uh, picked. There's some I left off, but I thought these three were, 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 good to, were good to kind of look into. I had already seen Kung Fu Panda 3 uh, and probably parts of Sleeping Beauty. Uh, so I wanted to uh, just talk about those. Uh, so, yep, yeah, they were all released. So Sleeping Beauty was released on January 29th, 1959. And the other two were both released on January 9th in 2016 uh, so that is the connection
1: Wow I was not I was I stumped you didn't I you, you did that's that's good that's really good yeah. I I was really only thinking in terms of the plot but that is it's a good. I'll have to do more research next
0: time. Yeah. So, uh, while we're on the topic of birthdays and movies that release on those days, I I did want to uh, pose a question to you um, so we can do a little on-the-spot research, Riker. Mm -hmm. So, would you be, if you're comfortable, would you be fine... Letting me and the audience know what is your birthday, so we can see what great movies were released on that day. Which I will before you say, I already know, <laughs> I already know the answer. Uh, but I will guess that there were a lot more options for for your birthday than mine, uh, based on yes. the time of year. But
1: yeah. yeah. I, I know one I can I'll say this movie before I give my birthday because okay. I saw this movie on the release date on my birthday. Interesting. It was Bolt. Um, Bolt. By, by Pixar, I think. Not quite sure. No,
0: I uh, think it was. I think bold is just straight up Disney. Okay. You are correct. It did come out on your birthday. <laughs> you are correct.
1: Yeah. I I specifically remember going to see to see Bolt on my birthday, um, yeah. which is November twenty first, um, and the last year of the first millennium. No, the second millennium. Yeah, second millennium, nineteen ninety nine. Um, so yeah, that is that is my birthday. Oh, wonderful. Bolt is great. Bolt it's is great. Bolt. Like
0: is a great amazing movie that yeah. I need to watch again but I love Bolt so much it is about a a dog who grows up in show business and think he's a, and thinks he's a superhero because he plays a a dog on a show about a superhero dog and mm-hmm. once when he gets separated from his owner he has to come back and see her and and find her again. Mm -hmm. And it is just the most heartwarming and beautiful movie that you'll see. I love Bolt. I have not seen it in a while and I want to watch it again now. I love that movie.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a really good movie. I remember the scene where like, he like not confronts, but like determines that like they have, a doppelganger of him and like he's just like kind of just like what like you're not me like i, I don't know like like there- there's just a lot in that movie that yeah. is just so classic um yeah i i got the video game for that when i was like shortly after <laughs> like seeing the movie and i yeah. played like, i ran that thing into the ground it was ridiculous <laughs> i don't um, think i've
0: ever played the video game for
1: Bolt. Yeah. Interesting. It, yeah. it was, I don't know, and especially like having having dogs to Like yeah. Bolt is just, I don't. Know, it's it's the perfect movie. For I would it. love
0: to have. A, I would love to have a dog like Bolt. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. Especially a superhero dog like Bolt. Oh my gosh, <laughs> major score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. I, I love that movie. It's really cute. Um. Duh, I mean, put a dog movie out. I would. I'll love it because doggies are cute. So yeah, I love dogs. Uh, and I think I think, I think. I think Bolt is a white German a white German Shepherd.
1: Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, <laughs> okay. I did not know that, but I think so. When I was a kid, I had a German Shepherd dog mixed with child, and he was white, like like lamb snow white. Yeah. Um, and so I had that dog. He like he turned like blonde. Um, but I, I yeah, sorry. That that was just. No, okay, I so I, I looked it up.
0: Know. I looked it up and it's a Swiss White Shepherd dog. So, okay.
1: same, still shepherd, still, still shepherd, shepherd, but like, yeah.
0: if I if I got a, if I if I if I ever got like a dog for for myself, I would want to maybe find that would be up on <laughs> be up on the list of of dogs to get because uh, I've always wanted like I I've always wanted like a, a German Shepherd. I think they're really cool. Mm-hmm. They're a really cool yeah. breed. Uh mm-hmm. and just I would love to have a dog just like Bolt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah. I yeah. Like having when I because I had a German Shepherd mixed with child, um, and like that dog like we like like live next to like a wooded uh-huh. area and like we had a river that ran in back of our house and like that dog would like go chase deer. Yeah. Um, and like we'll go swimming in the river, like that dog would do everything. Um, and so, yeah, those.
0: Was... Any other ideas of movies that were released on your birthday?
1: Uh, I'm trying to see. Any other movies? I don't know. I don't know any other movies that are released on my birthday.
0: Okay. Well. I have a couple.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, So we got... And there's, and there's a lot, y'all. There's actually a lot. <laughs> like, I had to scrape the bottom of the barrel for the 29th to get, to get some. And, like, when I say that there's not much else for the 29th, I really mean there's not much else for the 29th. Like, those are probably the three best that we got to be honest. To be fair, it was really, it was really sad when I was looking at this and trying to find, like, trying to see if this idea held any water. Like, just to like, just at a, it, it first started out, out of pure just curiosity and like, hey, could we maybe talk about this on the podcast? But I was genuinely sad to see how few movies that were actually released on the 29th. Listen, I'm glad we got Kung Fu Panda 3. I love that movie. I'm glad we got a classic in Sleeping Beauty. But, like, the 21st already wins with Bolt. Like, already <laughs> wins. Okay? But not only does it have Bolt, and these are just some. Mocking uh, Mockingjay Part 1, which... Oh,
1: I did not know that.
0: Which, um, although a... Well, although not... The best Hunger Games movie. Right, it's still a Hunger Games movie, and I love all those movies. Uh, oh. This was probably the the worst of the four, but it was still good. Is the big thing? Oh. It's still good, and there's a lot of there's a lot to like in this one, and it. it I I specifically because I love Catching Fire. I love Mm. Hunger Games Catching Fire. Like, I love that movie. It's Mm. my favorite Hunger Games movie. It's my favorite book as well. Mm. Uh, And But it ends with a big, big cliffhanger. Mm. And I like Mockingjay Part 1 just because it it sets up the endgame of this story. It sets up everything that we see in Part 2, and it just is a good way of... It's, it takes its time with setting the stage and like is really faithful to like the characters and gives a lot to it's a lot of like interactions between characters and it's a really it's more it's more drama than anything and it's it's really good i really like mm-hmm. the movie although yeah. it's not it mi- okay i'm it might be better than hunger games part 2 or like mock and Jay part 2 the only issue is part like Mocking Jay Part 2 is just exciting and action and like, and like, there's a <laughs> lot going on and I really like it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but what's funny is Mocking Jay Part 2 is the only Hungry Games movie I did not see in theaters. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. I saw all the other three in theaters. Um, but Mocking Jay Part 1, really good. So, already you have another really good one. Uh, a couple more Rise of the Guardians, if you've seen it.
1: I don't think I have. So,
0: Rise of the the Guardians is about Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, um, the Tooth Fairy, uh, Jack Frost, and the Sandman. Oh, wow. Basically facing off against a dark, like, evil... um, Facing off against um, an evil boogeyman named Pitch Black. So... It's like a, a really cool movie where, like, you have characters literally, like, characters, <laughs> like, literally, like Santa Claus, the Easter mm-hmm. Bunny, and yeah. and like and the Tooth Fairy. All I, uh, I don't know. I have only seen this movie a couple times, but
1: yeah.
0: this is a, it's a really it's a really cool movie and it's fun and it's animated and it's really it's really fun. Uh, we have Chris Pine again. Play Jack Frost, what do you know? Chris Pine. We got we got Hugh Jackman. We got Alec Baldwin. We got Isla Fisher. So it's a it's a good group. It's a good group. Okay. Uh, yeah. recommend it if you haven't seen it. I don't know if it's anywhere, but it's good. I remember being like obsessed with this movie, but it's really cool. It's really good. Uh, so definitely definitely check it out. And you kind of have to because it's on your birthday. So, um, but yeah, let me just, I just want to make sure. Look at, look at, look at it again. Um, yep. November 21st, 2012. Oh, wow. Wow. So yeah. Um, and then there's one other and this one I actually haven't seen, so I can't really talk about it. Uh, but the other one, but I know it's good. Um, the other one being Life of Pi. Again, Life I have, I haven't seen
1: uh, it. I've heard of that movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna pretend like I know what it's about or how it is because I literally have not seen this movie. Um, which I don't know why it's directed by Ang Lee. Uh, it has, I think it has. Dev Patel or somebody, I don't, I don't know. Um...
1: Oh, wow. That came out the same year as, um, Rise of the Guardians. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is, I've heard of the movie, but I never, I never like, Like, it seems like an interesting movie, but like, I never.
0: I honestly um... have no idea what, what it's about, who's in it or anything. Um, I don't know if it's Deb. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't think it is. Uh, maybe it's Suraj Sharma <coughs> is the main guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but that's another movie that came out on your birthday. Look at you, lucky, lucky. Lots of <laughs> options. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: We even. We, I mean, we even. I mean, naming a couple more. Just, just that. I'm seeing. We got. Anastasia from 1997, which is a good movie that I've seen recently. We got The Cat in Mm the Hat. We got Robin Hood. Wait, So many
1: movies. The Cat in the Hat from like 2001 or something? From from
0: 2003,
1: yeah. That was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I've never seen it. November 21st. Yep. that like... um, Was that like... What was, what was his like? Name? Okay, Mike Myers. Okay, he like, there are like scenes in that movie that I would just rewatch as a kid, and I don't even know why. Like, I, I would just be <laughs> like, I would just like, rewatch. <laughs> like, like it, it was such a like, crazy movie, but like I was obsessed with it as a yeah. kid. That's that's really interesting.
0: Um, so you yeah. got a lot of options. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. November twenty first. I mean, it's around Thanksgiving time, yeah. So lots of family movies, lots of, lots of big, like lots of, lots of big budget or, or larger budget movies. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you're twenty first living large. <laughs> yeah, living large. Is. 29th sucks, man. In 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 regard to movies, I kind of, I kind of feel like that's a personal attack against me. <laughs> I really feel that way.
1: Yeah, I was... I, I... Yeah, I don't know. I guess I was born and then I chose violence. I don't yeah. know.
0: So. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, I, now I feel like I want to... If I, Whenever we have guests on, I want to get their birthdays and, oh, and get like and get movies from their birthdays. And what yeah. we're going to find is everybody's birthday is going to be better than mine. <laughs> in, regards, in, regard, in regards to movies, my birthday, uh, the 29th is still the best in many regards, but in, in, in the movie department, we're, we're really slacking.
1: I mean, mean, but like first month of the year, like, you're, like it's- the movie. So we're already
0: at a disadvantage. What are you saying? We're already at a disadvantage. Thank you very
1: much. So like like movies like maybe might not be the best but like there's a lot more there's a lot more categories too besides besides yeah. movies that's yeah. so not the only only way to categorize yeah. um birthdays
0: well um one thing that i wanted to look at is the next day that the 29th will be a, on a friday so oh, wow. okay 2027. Let's oh, wow. hope for something good on the
1: 2027. 2027? That's a, <laughs> in four years? Yeah.
0: Wow. Yep. That's. Because wow. we got, I think, because we got skipped. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, of course. Of course, this happened. The last time the 29th was on a Friday, it was 2021. What was going on in 2021 still? COVID. So, so yeah. movies were still not back yet. Gosh. Yeah. What unlucky freaking turn of fate that is. All right. Well, everybody, remember to tune in January 29, 2027, where some hot, mm. hot new movies are going to be dropping. Yeah. Um, but... Before before we go, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, talk about a few things coming up. So, this weekend I'm excited because uh, it's been forever since actively doing the podcast and actual movies coming out uh, in the in the world. So this weekend I'm actually seeing two movies in theaters. I'm seeing the new oh. M Night Shyamalan movie Knock at the Cabin, and uh, so that's tomorrow night, and then uh, Saturday night. And then on Sunday night, I'm going to be seeing the new Puss in Boots movie. Uh, Mm. So we will maybe touch base with those. uh, And I'll give my first thoughts on them uh, next time we meet to chat. And also, I I personally am very excited for next episode. I'm very excited. Do you want to know why? Why? Because I think next episode is going to be our fantasy-focused episode.
1: With oh! A whole
0: yes. a bunch of goodies, a whole bunch of goodies. I'll, I'll say a little bit, I'll say a little bit of what we might talk about, but we might. One thing that I know we're going to talk about, and something that I was very genuinely surprised with, was um, the new TV, the new Disney TV show Willow, that um. was really good, and I can't wait to talk about it in detail. Uh, I also. Still need to see the actual movie that that show was based on, so I will do that. Uh, and then I think uh, another thing that we were gonna talk about potentially is the Netflix uh, show that was canceled too soon, yeah. uh, Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. Yeah, which... that
1: that that show was so good. Yeah. Um, I I remember like seeing a documentary where like a Netflix executive like lost her job because of that show not doing well. But that show was like, I say this, but like, I didn't realize that like puppets could be so compelling of like a, (laughs) a, (laughs) like a medium, like they did a very good job with that.
0: Yeah. Um, So we'll be, yeah. So next time, next episode, we'll be going more into that. And then a couple other fantasy goodies. One of which I am head over heels excited to talk about with you. Uh, just I could I could literally on this certain show talk about it for the whole for two hours straight just this thing. So I am so excited. I'm gonna need to figure out how to how to keep my thoughts uh, and and excitement tempered at least a little bit for that episode. But those are something's coming up. Uh, I might also have thoughts next time we talk on the, uh, fits of the theme on Maleficent, both those movies. I want to try no, and give those a watch if yeah, no, possible. No. So lots to look forward to lots to look forward to. We're also, uh, seeing about maybe having a few guests in, um, mm-hmm. most notably, uh, I've been talking with and, uh, wanting to get them, uh, in, uh, one of them has already been on on the podcast before, but uh, we might get both of them. Uh, the 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 two minds behind MyPod Shuffle, Alex yes. Harris and Sam Carruthers. Uh, so, we're working on hopefully getting getting those uh, times worked out. and And um. yeah, I'm excited to talk with those guys a little bit, either together or one on one. So we will uh, be. We're we're moving we're moving forward. Uh, the release schedule of these podcasts is definitely varied, but we're we're trying to get them out on Monday every two, three, four weeks. <laughs> Where it just de- it depends. But oh. next episode definitely will be more fantasy focused and then we'll hopefully be seeing about having some extra guests in the future. Uh nice. So that's super exciting, um, but I think that's all for me, uh, Riker or Tracy. Do you have any any last thoughts for today?
1: I no nah, no this no? was this was this was fun. I yeah. Um, yeah it's it's good to talk about movies. I will say I will actually. Um. Never mind. I have a I have a movie recommendation for Kyber, but that might be a later episode thing. So, but yeah, I
0: okay. All right. Wonderful. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely different. Usually when I have, usually in the past with with a guest or just we're just kind of like, hey, you want like what movies do you want to talk about? What movies do I want to talk about? mixing them if we both seen them great if not but but this was a lot more fun like making sure hey we both seen these things and just kind of like given those assignments and so we're we're definitely i think i think there's a lot more conversation that we can have when we both seen a movie um so definitely want to continue with that um but or but there also might be the case where we haven't one of us hasn't seen a movie and the other has or Neither of us have seen the movie, so uh, again, we're just trying to really talk about something I uh, that is amazing and awesome. And so, with that, I think we're going to end the the discussion and the podcast today. Uh, so again, thank you everybody for listening, and go out and watch a movie that you haven't seen before. If one of those has been a has been a movie we talked about, please. Enjoy it. Uh, And I hope you all have a wonderful night, day, whenever you listen to this. Have a great rest of your day. And remember, F those fairies.